What's up, guys? Connor Lamlin here for another episode of the Con O Show. And today we're going to be doing a two part episode just like last week, but this week we're going to have two very uh, unique uh, stories in and of themselves. So today we're going to be diving into what I believe might be the biggest blunder that Donald Trump has had to date for his own campaign's sake, um, because obviously. He's done a lot worse things than what I'm going to be talking about today. and um, But for his own campaign's sake, this is going to be one of those big, big, big moments. And secondly, we're going to be talking about the new American center or where the vast majority or the average, I should say, the average uh, American ideology stands and why it's not the right wing the right wing story that everyone has been told our entire lives. Um, so we're going to dive right into it. And we're going to start with Donald Trump's big, big, big blunder. So if you haven't been paying attention, uh, Donald Trump has had very little respect for armed servicemen. Um, and in particular, He's gone after one of the most famous of the modern eras, uh, like poster child of the armed forces, John McCain. He and John McCain have gone at each other for a very, very long time. It is interesting, to say the, say the least, because John McCain was 2008's presidential nominee for the Republican Party, and John McCain laid the groundwork for Donald Trump. He he was laying the path for Donald Trump presidency. And it's just interesting to see the dynamic of how they did not get along. And a lot of that probably comes from John McCain being touted as an American hero for his military service. And now... I'll put the normal caveat in here when I talk about people like John McCain and other Republicans of the, you know, quote, past, <laughs> because I'm being a little generous by saying 2008 is really the past at this point. But John McCain is an American hero in the sense that he was willing and and I, I wouldn't say able, I shouldn't say that, but he was willing to sacrifice his life and was tortured um, for his service for our country. John McCain as a senator, not so much the hero that people want to prop up as. Um, he opposed MLK Day being a holiday. He um, never supported expanding Obamacare, which he's just well known for that final vote where he, you know, shot down Trump's proposal for cutting uh, Obamacare and gutting it completely. Uh, but he was never one that was really a, a hero in the progressive sense of policy. Again, he was willing to sacrifice his entire life for this country. So that is why I will say he's a hero in that sense. Anybody that is willing and voluntarily joins the military to do that is doing a service for his country that, I mean, is really beyond what we should be even asking for people to sacrifice your entire life. So 
But, of course, John McCain picked Sarah Palin to be his VP. She is the prerequisite for a Donald Trump presidency. She is representative of the dumbing of American politics. Um, she's not the original sin. She is the uh, continuance, the the paving of that uh, rocky road. It just got paved by her, and then Trump rode right through it. Um, John McCain was a terrible, terrible uh, senator, really. I mean, there's very few things that you can be looked at as in a, as a progressive and say it was good what he did. Um, but again, as a military serviceman, you cannot thank him enough and other people like him enough for what they've done for this country. Unless you're Donald Trump. And Donald Trump wants to get praise for this, that, and the other thing when it comes to the military and We'll get that in a second, but a lot of this is not is not it's not hidden, but it's also not as well known as we probably would think. I mean, maybe if you're listening to this, you might know that Donald Trump has a problem with um, John McCain. You might know that he has a problem with veterans. Really, he does not he does not have the polling support that you would think if you think traditionally of the military as a conservative leaning. Um, I, I mean, organization might be a little of a broad term, but generally speaking, if you thought of the military and the people that joined the military, a lot of people would just automatically assume that there's a lot of conservative people, which is probably at least more than half. But still, that might not be what we would perceive it to be. What it comes down to, the blunder, and this kind of t- it all ties together here is that Donald Trump was supposed to, it's reported in the Atlantic, that Donald Trump was supposed to, and I'll also put the caveats here now, that this has been these things have been corroborated by multiple different sources now. Even Fox News has, has corroborated some of these sources. CNN has corroborated some of these sources. Um, and even at the time, I remember in 2018, something like this coming out, but it didn't really get to play. Um because he didn't go to this cemetery. So in 2018, he was supposed to visit a cemetery in, I believe, France, where um, this is where American soldiers, uh, French soldiers, uh, I would probably guess British soldiers, um, stopped the advancement of the German army in World War I. So in 1918, so this was supposed to be the 100th year anniversary of this battle. And this battle was pivotal in uh, stopping what would have been continuous uh, advancement from the German army in 1918 in World War I. Um, and if you know World War One, World War Two, the French in both of those kind of fold over a little bit, so... Uh, a lot of the people that had died, and I believe, I, I heard a number that it was about 60% of them were, I believe, American American Marines, which is, a, that's a large, large number in an, in a conflict that is abroad. Um, but, of course, Donald Trump didn't want to go to the cemetery 
and I think Justin Trudeau was there, and I'm sure Macron was probably supposed to be there, and even Angela Merkel was probably there, uh, which, you know, the Germans were on the wrong side of that war. Um, but all that being said, Donald Trump didn't want to go to the cemetery, and it is reported, allegedly, that he didn't want to go to the cemetery because it would make his hair look bad. And I swear I wish I was making this up, but it was rainy and foggy and, of course, Donald Trump with his hair. I mean, look, if you're looking at me, I spend a lot of time doing my hair, right? <laughs> but he looks like, like a dunce anyway. And it doesn't matter. Like your hair, like in the end, it doesn't matter. If it's raining, oh man, wear a hat. Use an umbrella. He didn't want to look disheveled, as the Atlantic puts it, which I think that's funny. Um, but he also said, quote, and this is alleged, you know, again, it's these things have been corroborated, but it's all alleged. It's not necessarily proven proven. But he said in a conversation with senior staff members on the morning of the scheduled visit, he said, quote, why should I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers. <laughs> and then he also referred to the more than 1800 Marines who lost their lives in the battle as suckers for getting killed. So he called the people that paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country, losers and suckers. And, and look, no matter how radical of a viewpoint you have of military interventionalism or isolationism, we're talking about World War I and World War II. Uh, World War I, maybe a little bit less of a justified war for us to get involved with, um, with uh, but at, at the point of just German expansion, all that other stuff, and we were involved, you're talking about people that really were helping shape history. Now, if we were talking, like, we're not talking about the Vietnam War, Korean War, um, which I'm going to touch on that in a second. But we're talking about World War One. And then even if it was World War II, because, you know, there, there are probably within proximity some other battlefields for World War II. But he's calling these people losers and suckers in, a, in war that was fought to basically prevent the expansion of the German um, Empire at that point, what would have been a German Empire. And that goes to the issue of what he thinks of the current day military and the people that serve. Because Donald Trump did not serve because he had bone spurs in his feet. Which, when asked in 2016 which foot he had it in, he couldn't even remember. So... It's the classic tale of the class warfare on display 
without people wanting to acknowledge it. Trump, born into a wealthy family, his father, millionaire. He becomes billionaire because, of course, the small million-dollar loan and all the inheritance he got once his father died as well. But largely, a lot of the people that can't, that couldn't, let's say, move forward into Korea and Vietnam, these people couldn't get out of the draft just for being rich. They served and they did their time for our country where he was just... There's there's no way of putting it it lightly. Um, He was, you know, he's even talked about it. He was having just, you know, sex with whores and doing all this other stuff. And he even said it. Like, this is not me saying this. This is just like he said his own personal Vietnam was like avoiding sexual sexual, um, transmitted disease. Which I know it sounds vile that I'm saying that, but that's what he said, not me. That's what he said. He was, you know going all about living his life and people were having to die and people that didn't want to go and fight still went and fight fought and then there's people you know there's people that dodged the dodge draft and there's different justifications for that but for what he did no way he just got out of it because he was rich and maybe that's why we come back to this class warfare idea of saying he's calling them losers and suckers. Well, he's calling them losers because they died. He's calling them suckers because they couldn't outsmart a system that needed them to fight. That's the way he's looking at it. And I don't see people talking about it that way. But it comes down to he's rich, he looks down on you. He's rich, he looks down on the people that have to go do this. He doesn't care. He views it as he's above us, so he doesn't have to go do anything like this. He's not a sucker. But everyone else, you are. And I want to pivot here a little bit too, because we're gonna we're gonna discuss a little bit the military industrial complex. Um, no, of course, let's be clear. I do not support the military industrial complex. I don't support uh, unending wars. I don't support any of this stuff. The Iraq war is one of the most devastating foreign policy decisions in our history. We have killed hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians in Iraq and Afghanistan. We have created millions and millions and millions of refugees in these countries. When we go back in time, we think Vietnam, Korea... I mean, we're also skipping over our CIA being involved in overthrowing all these governments, but that's an, that's another story. That's another day. When we talk about the Vietnam and Korean wars where they're, they're, they're these Red Scare wars and, oh, you know, the Cold War, we are not innocent in these wars and we're not necessarily the good guys always. We have to take these things in perspective. But in particular, the Vietnam War 
atrocious. The Korean War, atrocious. Terrible decisions. And I also want to point out here, though, just because we make bad decisions, and I, I don't mean we as in you and I, I mean our country has made terrible foreign policy decisions, does not mean that we should shun, should take away anything, or should not recognize the honor and sacrifice that troops have given to our country. And just that is separate from the stupid decisions that our leaders have made. Because the Vietnam War, dumb war, but the people that were forced to go serve in that and volunteer voluntarily served in that maybe were too poor and had to do that to make a living to get the experience quote experience that we're talking about that would help them maybe get a job afterwards this is class warfare and it always has been we can't allow it to be you turn on the troops because of a terrible foreign policy decision. Now, if the individual troop is, you know, a jerk, then of course that one person is. But we can't brush with the biggest broad strokes here. We have to look at it as these are the people that are sacrificing for us so we don't have to or that we can live in a country that we're free. We have the the freedoms that, of course, the Trump government, Republicans, and even some centrist Dems want to take away from us, like our protections that are given to us under the Bill of Rights. Take that with a grain of salt. But they have done this for us. And there also are people that, that are out of options. And we, we really, really cannot call these people suckers because they are willing to go and do work and go and do what is necessary to be done while Donald Trump sits on his fat ass and is too worried about his hair. This is most likely, if it sticks around in the news, is most likely to be like the blunder it's like romney's 47 percent. it's like hillary's basket of deplorables comment these are the things that are going to set people off and if 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 trump loses the troop support um which again i don't have polling offhand here but trump is significantly less popular with the military than he is with police which is scary but also a good sign we're going to hopefully see a shift. And if the troops start supporting Joe Biden here, whose son also did serve, which is another important thing to point out. He only served for a year, but still. I think if may, I think he got sick while he was, you know, he, I think he got cancer like while he was serving. So I think he probably would have ended up serving longer. But this is something that it hits home for these people. And now, full circle, when we talk about John McCain in the beginning here, he 
in Trump and press conferences since this story has come out has started saying, no, no, I, I, I don't, I never said that stuff. I, 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 even though I, I feuded with John McCain, it was just, you know, I supported his funeral, which was a giant thing. So it's okay. It's okay. I, I didn't mean to say any of that stuff or I didn't say any of that stuff. That's what he would say. He's had press conferences where he denies it, but then he kind of confirms it and, <laughs> And it's just crazy, and he just goes after John McCain, even though John McCain's dead, and he can't, he can't, you know, uh, for lack of a better word, defend himself. He can't push back against what Trump said. And I haven't really seen too many Republicans actually stand up against these comments. I could be missing it, but I just haven't really seen it. So, we shall see. And I think for the electoral viewpoint of this, which is probably what you've come to expect to hear about from me, is I think this might be a gift, in a sense, to Joe Biden. Now, if we can capitalize on it, that'd be awesome. And in the meantime, if Nancy Pelosi can wear a mask when she goes gets a haircut... That would be awesome, too, so we don't give them any gifts, right? We're not trying to give Trump any leg up. I just, in closing of this, want to just reiterate a story where our commander-in-chief calls Marines losers and suckers. It is representative of what he thinks of our troops. It's what he thinks of you and I. And it's what he thinks of anybody who is not just a rich billionaire. I mean, quote, billionaire like him. Because he had the ability and the access to rig the system in his favor. When you have that significant amount of money and influence, you can you, the possibilities are endless for you. But if you're an average American, if you or your kid or your spouse or your cousin or your whatever decide to join the military, whether that be for economic purposes, whether that be for the pride of joining the military, or whether that just be for some other reason, He, and he's not alone, looks down on you. He thinks he's better than you and I. And just one last time, we can stand up for our troops. We can believe that our troops are doing what they believe is to be the best thing possible in any given situation while still opposing endless wars, and while still opposing bad decisions by our leaders. They're not mutually exclusive. I'm going to take a quick break before we go into part two here, when we discuss the new American Center ideology. If you guys want and you guys enjoy the show so far, 
please do go over onto facebook.com slash show and hit that like button, follow our page there, and you can follow me on Twitter at ConOhanlon. And if you're watching on YouTube where you can see me right now, please hit the subscribe button. Help me get to 500 subscribers on YouTube. That would be awesome. I will take a quick break and I'll see you very, very soon. Welcome back to part two of the Con O show this week. I am really looking forward to this story, actually, because I've had this debate with people in the past um, about the quote center. Now, this does not mean, you know, the vast majority of people believe in one thing solely. This is just where the average lies. So this could be like totally revealing to some people and it could be totally surprising or it could be common sense which a lot of this stuff actually to me comes off as common sense so we're going to go issue by issue uh this is from a gallup poll uh that is done apparently every year i hadn't heard of this before this year but i think it's cool to see and there's a trend there's a trend line for some of these since uh 1980 so i'll go over the trend line and if i can i will pull a picture up and i will put it on the screen right here next to me um if you're just listening i will describe the uh trend lines as best i can so that you can understand without having to see it um but let's just go over really quickly the average if i asked you the average person what the typical uh, ideology of an American citizen would be, a lot of people would guess right wing. They, they go with the, the trope of saying, economically, I'm conservative, and socially, I'm liberal. Uh, now, we know this for a fact that it's not true. That is not where the average people lie. And now, again, this is just one poll, um, and I can go, we go individually over each issue, but when you talk about average, average, just the average person, if you ask them, should we raise taxes on the very wealthy, they will almost overwhelmingly say, yes, of course, and that's a progressive ideology, and that is a progressive form of taxation. If you talk about abortion, if you talk about the environment, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to dive into some of these that they've polled here. But I just want to point out there that this is just one poll. When you take an average of polls on individual issues with framing that is um, reasonable, the average American is to the left of center. Um, And now what we define as center, that's what we're going to do here. So this is the new center. This is what we consider centrist. Uh, So these things are all to my right. Uh, But for me, it is important to lay that ground of saying, okay, this exists here. I exist over here. 
We're not that far apart. I mean, we're going to be, I'm definitely going to be far apart on some of these. Um, but with that being said, it's closer than it would have seemed if you just took the average person off the street and asked them what they think that the average person would believe. So we'll go left to right from the picture I have and we'll start with guns. You, the one thing that is a little, almost a little surprising on this is that the overwhelming news cycles on guns in the last, let's say 15 years, 20 years has been on mass shootings, has been on all the violence that has been committed with the guns. Granted, I will point out that violent crime has been on the decline since the 90s, but gun violence in particular has been bad out of all violent crime. And especially when we talk about mass shootings. So when we talk about laws on gun sales, there has a there's a, tr- a trend line of it's about like 90% think that we should have more strict laws or keep it the same. But in 2020, the majority, over 50% of people think that we need to have more strict gun laws. And then another chunk that will fill out that, that you know, another 25, 35% think that we need to keep them the same or we should keep them the same. So, I am in that camp of it needs to be more strict and it needs to be strategic. But that is a move towards the left. And that is not a centrist or uh, right wing. And I'm using uh, centrist as just like what we describe it as now. This is, is a left wing idea. Uh, of restriction on guns. And now there's people out there on the left that don't want to do that, but you know what I mean when I talk about that. Keeping it the same would be what the centrist would say, which, okay, there is still a good chunk of people that want that, but over 50% want more gun laws, uh, more restrictions with gun laws. That is... A significant change, um, and that that dipped below fifty percent um, around like two thousand in this picture, and it it has slowly gone back up, um, probably because the prevalence of mass shootings in the last couple of years. But it could get higher. But this is where the center is on that. Now we go on to religion as it is important to one's life. Uh, this is less a political uh, answer or a political question, but it is important as a lot of people utilize their religion as their uh, moral compass, which I've had an episode on this, why morality doesn't necessarily inherently have to come from religion, but for a lot of people, they view it that way. So uh, about a quarter of the American public that is polled find that it is not very important at all uh, for them. Another 
25% say that it is fairly important, and then another 50% say it's very important. But over time, that very important has gotten smaller, it's gone down to 50%, and that not very important at all has gone from maybe a fraction, maybe 10% up to about 25% there. And again, these are not, I'm looking at the picture itself, so I don't have a, a hard number, but just looking at it, the trend line goes up in saying that is not very important, which is good. And that's not to bash anyone that's uh, religious. If you're religious, fine, do you. But the country is supposed to be a secular nation where we are ruled by secular laws. If you want to have a country of religious laws, you can go and form that country somewhere else. Our country, from the founding fathers on, was never formed as a Christian nation, as a Jewish nation, as a Muslim nation, as a Hindu nation. No, all of it was formed in the name of secularism. We can have the argument about where their ideologies came from, but the country is formed secular. There is a separation of church and state, and that needs to be kept intact. And really, it needs to be expanded because there are too many things that have been impacted directly from the church being involved with our politics. But that is what it is, and that number is growing, which that's a, that's a movement in the right, in the right trend there. Um, military spending. Now, military spending, this is one that is not so good when we look at it. Uh, when we look at it, which it's kind of a hard one to believe that is, it's where that the people stand on it. But we've looked at a trend line. The trend line's a little all over the place here. Um, but it looks like about 35 to 40 ish percent think that the military budget is too much. We spend too much on the military. Um, and another about 30 ish percent, uh, maybe 35 percent believe that it is just about right and then there's another 15 to 20 somewhere around there percent that think it's too little i don't i can't imagine the type of person that believes that we have spent too little on the military i don't understand where that person what that person is looking at or what they think we spend on the military um, i mean we spend almost a trillion dollars on the military and that's absurd and that's every year um and we there there are so many other programs that we probably just don't even hear of um like talk about the cia budgets and all that other stuff that we just probably have no clue what these things are being spent on there has been billions and billions of dollars of waste but before i get too far into a tangent here um, the average american on this issue alone is not right wing, but it is definitely not as left as we would need it to be. Um, so, cause it's, it's, it's probably about 70% total, if not 75% total that think that it is too much or about right. Um, but that's, that's, you know, that's a tougher one to equate those two. It's not like abortion, which we'll, we'll get to in a second, but, it's it's hopefully gonna get there it's hopefully gonna get there we can hope um next we're gonna go on to the uh the economy versus the environment which 
I think that this is a BS um, framing, and it's not on the fault of Gallup, but the fact that every single time we bring up the environment, it is in, it is in opposition of the economy is stupid. It is really disingenuous because we could really develop our economy to be based on protecting our environment, on protecting uh, our energy sources and making renewable energy sources the way of the future. So we're going to take the question uh, and the polling as it is and where these answers are because it's positive. But the fact that people frame it this way is disingenuous. But as it looks right now, it's about 70% or yeah, no, sorry. It's about 60% think that the uh, we should prioritize the environment over the economy. And there's a little tiny sliver, maybe about 5% uh, that say it is equal priority for them. This trend is also very mild in what it's it went down in the early 2000s below 50% that people prioritize the environment and it's gone coming back up uh, maybe it's just the anti-intellectualism that came out of the early 2000s uh, that really started bashing away at climate science but I don't know what what made people think that way but we're coming back in the right direction and the vast majority of people would prov- or not vast the majority I should say of people in this poll, prioritize the environment over the economy, which is not to say, again, it's, it's that's to say if you had to pick, which I think is BS and you, you shouldn't have to pick and you don't have to pick if we make the right decisions on these things. But alas, we have Donald Trump in office and we have Republicans making laws and as long as we have the Republican Party, this will be an issue. This will be the framing And this is why rhetoric matters, which I've talked about before. Um, Next, we got immigration. Immigration is another one that we see the actual trend line going up towards uh, more people uh, supporting increased immigration, which I might have to do a full separate episode on the immigration uh laws and other than other i think i did i did one on daca but like full full talk on immigration here but we look at this and it's about uh, i'd say about 40 percent of people believe that immigration should be increased while another uh about 30 35 40 percent believe that it should be equal uh to what it is now keep it the same and then another, uh, where wherever we, we want to draw the lines, 30% think that uh, they want to decrease it. So, again, my framing of this is that we should keep, people want, want to believe that they want to keep it the same or increase. That's where the majority is going to be. Um, and that's where the average is going to be. And again, the increase of immigration has gone up. Whereas the decrease has gone down. And this is a trend since the, let's see, 1988 about. We see that that start to dip, uh, which is good. We see that uh, we're going to start. Oh, actually, that's a mistake. Since 2000, it looks like. So, which is funny because that's 
during George W. Bush is when they created ICE. And so you'd think that the sentiment would be, oh, no, we got to decrease in immigration at all costs. But again, this is why you can't buy into xenophobia and racism from that party. You cannot buy into the framing that the Republican Party has put on immigration. Next, we'll move to federal income taxes. And now this is just a broad question on federal income taxes. It's not um, it's not. Do you think that those people, as in the 1% or the 0.1% or billionaires or corporations should pay more? This is a, should you pay more? And it says that it looks like maybe, if we're lucky, 5% think that their taxes are too low. But about 50, a little over 50% says that theirs are just right, which is, that's pretty good that is pretty good on that question there because the average american's probably paying about a 25 percent federal income tax marginal tax rate their effective is going to be lower um if we, we if you guys ever wanted me, me to talk on, on these tax rates and stuff like that more in depth just let me know in, in a comment below and i'll dive more into that um but and about a little less than 50 percent believe that theirs are too high so it is split, but it is a slight majority that think that they're either too low or just right. Which, look, for the quote center, that's fine. Uh, and that's on their own income. So again, the framing there, which is saying like, just your taxes in general. This is not saying like, okay, you get Medicare for all out of it. This is not saying you get a Green New Deal out of it. This is not saying you have a jobs guarantee out of it. Not the, you know, the 21st century economic bill of rights that will guarantee you a right to a livable wage, uh, to retirement. This is just saying taxes. This is just taxes, question mark. And that's a, that's a solid, solid quote center. That's, I'm all okay with that. Next, we're going to go to the legality of abortion. And this is kind of a steady line throughout the history of this polling question. And again, this is a trickier question to answer um, because we have other polling that has suggested um, more in favor of less regulation of abortion. But in this poll in itself, it's about 80% think that it's always it should always be legal or at least sometimes be legal to get an abortion which again that's going to be a tricky tricky answer to just say in a in a poll um but when, again when when we talk about the center the center does not just be is not just uh anti-choice they are those people that are anti-choice are fringe but what those restrictions people want to have on abortion, we would have to dive into it. But based on this polling question alone, the majority, the, and this is an overwhelming majority, think that abortion should be at least legal some of the time, which is a good move um, in our politics. But it's just it's been steady. So I don't know where these people have been buying into the uh, Republicans line of view on this. It's just that those people are very, very outspoken. And then lastly, of the poll issues, we talk about marijuana. 
there is either there's only two answers on this one it's either legalize it or don't there is no decriminalize it there is no you know half measures it just legalize it or don't and it's about 60% of the american people want to legalize marijuana this is an overwhelming shift since the 1980s where we had the well we still have the war on drugs but we had the just say no campaign we had the reagans out there bashing against drug usage uh but over time we've seen that actually this is a good this is a good uh, example of how actual science can prove that marijuana is not as dangerous as smoking cigarettes it is not as dangerous as um uh drinking alcohol or doing heroin god forbid <laughs> they equate that um but mar- marijuana has positive benefits and it does have downsides like let's not be let's not lie about that but for the average user of marijuana whether it be legal uh recreational or legal medical there are positives that outweigh the negatives and the positives come from a wide ranging thing but if you are just looking for you don't you don't like marijuana whatever it increases tax revenue so if you wanted to get rid of some other tax or you wanted to have your parks funded or whatever you want this is one way of doing it um our governor our lieutenant governor here and the governor are trying to get legalized marijuana passed so that way we can fund coronavirus relief this is something that's important guys and i just wanted to point out this week that this is the new center the center is not i repeat is not the libertarian party no and if you polled more economic issues and you actually put a um a hard point on this where it's like okay we'll break it up into all the different sectors the american people are going to be more left wing than anybody will tell you so hear me out now the country is moving left the american people are moving left we just have to elect people that are on the left we cannot let the republican party take hold as a tiny a fraction of the people that actually hold these beliefs and they get i don't i don't even know they get baited into voting for this party the democratic party represents is supposed to represent the 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 workers supposed to represent freedom liberty actual freedom and liberty not the ones that the republicans are saying we protect free speech we protect the right to unionize we have every every good thing going for us on the left here so let's make use of it and let's win that is all for this week's episode of the Con O Show. I hope you learned something from this polling, and I hope you don't vote for Donald Trump after listening to his talk about the military. I mean, if you were at all on the fence and you were started listening to the show and that's the story you came into, then please do not vote for that bozo. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Even if you're not watching on YouTube, please go over to my YouTube channel, Connor O'Hanlon, and subscribe for the full you can see the full video version of the show on youtube uh you can listen to the show on apple podcasts and spotify please do share it with a friend if you can for me and 
you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash show. Follow me on Twitter at conohanlon. I will see you guys next week. Thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate it. And I will see you next week. Peace.